right, so today we are, we are here with Murray Larson. Everyone's talking about you on the web. So for those who don't know you, can you introduce <laughs> yourself to the audience? Yeah, for sure. First off, I want to jump on and say thank you so much for having me on here. Um, yeah. It's always so fun. Um, I love jumping on and getting to know people and knowing who they are and being on their shows and everything. It's so much fun. So um, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Marie Larson. Um, I am a 22-year-old squirt kid that loves to um, make money online, and I think it's really, really fun. And um, I do so by via podcasting and repurposing my content like crazy. So that's a little bit who I am. Um, that's um, I am a college kid, as I said before, I have been um, I'm doing school part-time so that I can, I tell people that I full-time school so I can, or sorry, I full-time work so I side hustle okay. school, and uh, uh -huh. which is kind of funny, but um, I have loved being able to get my face out there, get people, um, get other people's faces out there, and I am known for getting people loud in their industry, so people come to me when they want to become the person in their industry rather than a person in their industry. So that's a little bit about me. That's who I am. So cool. how, did you, how did you get started with podcasting? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, I actually, um, I served uh, a mission for my faith for a year and a half in Spain. And while I was there, um, I didn't really have technology or anything like it was, it was really just uh, focused on other people and it was fantastic. And when I got back, um, my whole life I've wanted to be a dentist and, uh, I realized, um, that was something that I didn't want to do anymore. And I started talking to my dad and to my oldest brother and they started telling me that I should look into business. And I thought that that was kind of a funny, kind of a funny thing. I was like, business, that's kind of weird. Who does business? And, yeah. um, as I got into it, they said, you should check it out. I think you would like it. And so as I started studying it out, I realized that it was something that I was really passionate about. And I was so grateful for it. And um, my brother said, hey, while you were gone, this thing called ClickFunnels happened and you should check it out. Now, yeah. for those of you who don't know what ClickFunnels is, um, it's a sales funnel process in order to really boost out um, your sales processes. And so it's really awesome. And I have loved it. Um, that whole community, though, is very much into podcasting and to repurposing their content like crazy. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of where I jumped in and I started doing it for my brother and we got him really big and really loud in, um, that world. And so I started doing it for other people and started getting them loud in their industries as well. And, um, and it's been a really fun journey. So that's kind of how I got started. It was, uh, by pretty much falling into the click funnel world, you know? And so it was awesome. I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> uh, are people impressed when you say that you make money with podcasts? Are they surprised? Yeah, they are. They are. Uh -huh. And it's really funny because people think that it's just the podcast themselves when really the podcast is a lead generation source, right? Okay. So you need to make sure that you have great courses or great whatever, whatever it is that you're selling, great products and services in general, whatever it is that you have, then the podcast itself is a lead generation source that you can push out like crazy. Your podcasting, your, you know, your podcast listeners are going to be your best listeners. Um, yeah. On average, they make 150k US dollars um, a a year. People who listen to podcasts, and so okay. those people are looking for places to put their money to um, to grow even further, to find ways to invest, and little things like that. And so they listen to podcasts as a source of information that they can go through and really push out within their own lives, know within their own companies, um, learn how to do their own side hustles or um, jobs as well. And um, anyway, so your your podcast listeners will be your most loyal 
uh, customers and buyers. And so those are the type of people that we really want to uh, bring into our little circle and really um, provide a lot of value for. Yeah. So what type of content are you working right now with your podcast? Uh, for my personal one or for clients in general? What's your personal one? Yeah. And my personal one? Um, so there is a, I have a rule of 30 and okay. you'll, you'll hear about this maybe if you, I'm, I'm part of a, a summit that's going on um, starting up next week. And yeah. I talk about my rule of 30 a lot. And my rule of 30 is in the podcasting industry, uh, if you get to episode 30 to 40 um, okay. around that range, your podcast actually, you start doubling down on your downloads. And it's actually a really crucial part in the podcasting world. Now, okay. um, for my personal one right now, um, I just started a new podcast like a month ago. Okay. And um, I am hitting that one to get to my rule of 30. And once that's there, then it'll start doubling down again here in this next little bit. So the content that I'm working with is making sure that I have planned out strategy. Um, I've strategized with my team, with everyone that we go through and really figure out um, what the customers are looking for, what common okay. topics that they have false beliefs about, what things that I can hit on that um, within the podcast and be able to crush those false beliefs and reestablish a new, um, a new story for them to really follow and believe. And yeah. so, um, so it's really awesome. It's really fun. And so that's what we're doing right now is reestablishing we're breaking their false beliefs and reestablishing new ones for them right now within okay. the podcasting industry so that people also can understand that it is a source of lead generation and a place yeah. where they can make money. Cool. So are you focusing on shows where there it's like more about the, the person themselves than the interview style podcast? Um, so there's a mix. Um, I yeah. tell people an average of like, two every two episodes that you do by yourself then on the third you should interview someone so two by yourself interview someone two by yourself interview someone okay keep it going like that um that's breaks it up really nicely so i just published a podcast episode this morning uh, for my podcast to um and it was just me talking and I, that was my break um that was my last break and then i will interview someone for the next one and get that one up as well so it's kind of the pattern that we go for yeah. is it's getting that flow. Yeah. And for someone who started a podcast already where it's interview based, should they yeah. change the structure of it or should they just keep it being interviews only? Um, it depends on your industry. You know, okay. um, I would tell you to sit down and ask your audience. Um, something that I literally just did within my own Facebook group this last little bit. Um, and I've got lots of people in there. I jumped in and I asked, what do you prefer? Do you prefer interviews or do you prefer, um, or do you prefer just the, the solo host um, going through and, uh, and talking? And they said to um, the majority of the answers was that people appreciated interviews um, and, mix of, and a mix of that. So they go through and get a mix of that more than anything. Then okay. it breaks it up and they can establish a relationship with their client, by, uh, client base and customer base more than anything. Okay, cool. So, so what were the challenges, I mean, the challenges that you have to face to really convince people to start a podcast? Because maybe there is a lot of people that don't really understand the value and they say, okay, what can you bring to my business, a podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are a lot of people that um, don't understand the value of it, which is fine. And I yeah. want the people that already understand the value of it. So I actually okay. don't work with people that I have to convince into podcasting. Okay. Right? I want the people who are, will come to me and understand that it is, it is a valuable tactic for them already. 
Um, and so the people that I really find that to be a common theme of somewhere that they should really push that out uh, towards is the ClickFunnels world, the Infusionsoft world, the lead pages world, that entire software um, sales uh, funnels world. Um, it's a common theme that they understand that to be present and to really get your, your face out there, to get your voice out there, then you should have your podcast so that you can go then and repurpose that content like crazy. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So also how powerful is it to have a podcast inviting a guest on your podcast as a freebie for your audience? Does this, oh. cause like influencer, uh, influencers, uh, influencer marketing and all yeah. that. Absolutely. Now I will say that it is so powerful. I've had some people say that they don't want to interview people at all, um, that they want it to be all their own solo podcast, um, okay. which I think is in my personal opinion is a false thing that you should not do that. Um, the more that you get to interview people, think of it like this. It's like cross pollination, right? You get to go through and cross pollinate, um, yeah. with other people's audiences and stuff like that. Now, the reason why you want that to happen is Think about how powerful it is as an influencer to have an audience, right? If you yeah. have an audience that goes through and knows exactly who you are, they trust you, they love you, they're going to buy your products, your services. Just when you say jump, they're going to jump. When you say buy, okay. they're going to buy. Um, and so that is something to me that is super important is building out that audience to such a structure that they, that they love everything that you have to offer. Now, if you can cross-pollinate those audiences and bring other people and whatnot into other influencers um that will only grow and help your your podcast to the next level do you so also think, yeah do you also think that mixing the audiences is somewhat uh, a bad idea at times because you're going to be borrowing other people's audiences opposed to creating your own um you will create people who are really really loyal to you yeah. you'll create loyalty more than anything and that loyalty is what's um, super crucial, right? Creating that loyalty is something that will um, help you really understand. And yes, there are times where it's like, mm, maybe you shouldn't do that. But I have never, I mean, yet uh, up to this point, I have yet to see anyone um, be hurt rather than helped by cross pollinating. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So how do you monetize that loyalty? Because, <laughs> yeah. Depends on your industry, for sure. Um, but if we're talking about a digital marketing industry and how yeah. you can push that out, um, then going through and having products, services, taking them through a, um, uh, a value ladder, right? And going through and having a value ladder that's really established. So having free things, right? A podcast is something that you can go through and push out so much value through. Okay. And your audience will start to trust you, right? Then you can take that content and all of a sudden you have a free, you know, lead magnet, right? So yes. then it's free, free. Then you can show them your free Facebook group, your Instagram, all these different things where they can really get to trust you. There's this statistic that says that you have to be in contact with a, with a customer or client seven times before yeah. they start to trust you or they will even purchase from you, right? Okay. And so if you can go through and really push that out and really grow that to the next level, then people are so excited. They love you. They're, they're so excited. And you've grown it out to a point where they're, they are going to buy when you say, hey, by the way, I have a $37 ebook. Or hey, okay. by the way, I have a $997 course, right? Or whatever it is. And you can really push it out and people will have already established that trust with you. Um, you already heard all of their their cries and wants via your Facebook groups and the concerns that they have. 
and have found solutions for them. Cool. So let's say it's a good idea to make the, the guests that are coming on your podcast, they make, to make them pay for, to be on your show. It's a good strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it depends. It depends on what you're trying to go for. I will tell you in order to, I don't like doing that. Um, it's not okay. my personal preference, although I do have clients that do it and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But for me personally, um, I would rather create a friendship or a relationship with someone yeah. uh, that is established and super good that eventually we could uh, JV on or we could create some sort of partnership in order to push that uh, up to the next level, right? I'd much okay. rather do that than uh, for someone to pay to be on someone's show or something. Okay, cool. Awesome. Also, I have another question uh, concerning the free offers. How much free offers? Um, I mean, I'm trying to say like how much free stuff is too much, basically. Like, how, <laughs> like when should you break the, the cycle and say like enough is enough with the free offers? Maybe you should have maybe like a few webinars or a free off, like a few free offers, but really concerned about keeping your pricing uh, still to, it, to its peak because you want to make sure that you're not someone that is worth nothing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would say give as much away as you possibly can. And the reason yeah. for that being is that if you can do that, then you'll have a growing audience, right? My audience is currently growing to a larger number, which I'm so excited about. However, if you're not going through and establishing that and growing out that trust with people, um, then why would they ever, ever stop to try and purchase something from you? That doesn't make any sense. And so instead going through and making sure that you have established a lot of free value, giving them as much as you possibly can. But yes, again, you also need to make sure that you're getting paid. In order to do that, I, I think it's funny. Um, I've had so many people reach out to me and say, Marie, your podcast is so va valuable. This has been so helpful. Um, yes. I appreciate this. Thank you so much. And they do all this. And I always make sure to make a point and say, yeah, this, is, this stuff is so valuable. You're right. Now just imagine what the paid stuff is like. Okay. You know? yeah. And if you're like, Oh, and it's just like this, like, you know, little, little bomb goes off, you know, and they're like, Oh, that's right. Like if, if, uh, if this is all the, the free stuff, how valuable is this free stuff? Then what is it like to have the, the paid stuff? What is that like? What, how, what, what would that affect my life? Like, yeah. Do you think that podcasts can uh, open other possibilities like, uh, be here on TV shows or be here on radios and everything? <laughs> Yeah, I've already had those opportunities. Um, my, I, it's so bad. I've gotten my whole family on podcasting, and it's really funny. Um, but even my dad, who has his um, about financial investing, he's had okay. people reach out to him all the time. He's had different uh, money-making opportunities because of it. He's had the opportunity to do JV partnerships uh, with people just because they wanted his expertise because they knew that he had an audience that would listen, right? Okay. Because he built that out. And so I absolutely think that that is something that's important. Cool. So where do you see yourself uh, in the near future? Do you have any other big projects that you're working on? <laughs> oh, man, too many. Um, <laughs> finish school. You have to finish school first. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's awful. Um, I am trying to finish school in this next little bit, but I'm taking classes part-time. Okay. Um, I work a lot and I'm focused on, on that, which is great. And then I have my, you know, 12 credits on the side, which is great. Um, yes. and I love it and it's so fun, but my big thing in this next little bit is to build out and 
just really structure my business to the next level as soon as that's done um i'll be done with school by that point and um then we can really scale a lot so i'm super excited about it so you took the decision to actually not like leave school the education system i myself have completed a bachelor's degree so what advice do you have for entrepreneurs that are currently in school i'm sorry Um, it's really hard as an entrepreneur. Um, I have a hard time sitting in my marketing classes, sitting in my business classes and having people say, Oh, and this is the strategy for X, Y, and Z. And I'll raise my hand really fast and be like, you're wrong. Russell Brunson didn't teach me that. Like, that's not what he said. And that's 10 years outdated, you know, or Alex Sharfman told me this or whatever it is. And I've gotten legitimate fights with some of my professors because of it. Um, to the point where they, they're, they'll say, Marie, I'll, I've walked into classes and I'll say, you're awesome. You're so cool. But um, I think I'm going to learn more on my own than from this class. But I still need to do it and I need to pass this class. And okay. they will look at me and say, well, why the heck? Uh, or like, what? You, you know, you need to be doing all the, the homework, all the assignments. And I'll tell them, I'm not going to do any of the, of the homework. I'm not going to do any of the assignments but I'll do a prototype business in this, for this class and I will make, you know, $400 off of it and donate, donate it all to charities or something like that. And I've okay. gotten legitimate fights with some of my professors because of, but because of it in the end, I've been able to monetize different things and I guess prove to them that I, I know what I'm doing and I can go through and really push it out to the next level, um, yeah. which has been a huge, it's been a huge blessing for sure. Yeah. Do you ever see yourself like, coaching the other students in business and marketing and yeah i definitely have had some really fun experiences going through and um because i'm i'm part of russell brunson's two comic club x coaching program right now and i'm part of some other coaching programs and um the business coaches that i do have that have really helped me excel to the next level have been so helpful um it'll be interesting when i'm sitting in class or when i'm talking to a certain student and they'll be you know fixated over something that a textbook that was made in the 90s is saying and i'm saying that's before facebook that's before instagram this yeah. this stuff is so outdated these strategies are 10 years old yes um, this really doesn't make a lot of sense that we are so fixated on this stuff we need more current up-to-date stuff to really help us understand what we can do for our businesses now rather than learning from stuff in in the past not saying that you can't learn strategies and tactics from the past but um i definitely like learning more of the cutting edge stuff and um so being in school right now has been difficult um having a six-figure business on the side and then also going to school has been something that's been very difficult for me to try and focus solely on um school and there have been so many tempting moments to quit um and it's been a mental battle for me to really stop and make sure that i am pushing out as hard as i can to really uh take it to the next level yeah should should universities basically get get programs online to maybe adapt their their curriculum oh yeah yeah no um something that i would definitely say is have people go through and learn stuff if they are wanting to learn how to sell and sell really well go learn from russell brunson like and i will say that i will shout it on off of the off the roof rooftops because that for me has been the life-changing pinnacle moment in my life is when I decided to stop and learn from people outside of a college situation, I was able to go through and really figure out um, how to make things work on my own and see how I could help other companies scale as well. And because of it, I've had opportunities to help scale businesses 
from six figure to seven figure, from seven figure to eight figure and whatever it is, I've been so grateful for those, for those opportunities. But, um, but school didn't give those opportunities for me. I, ha I had to go looking for them. So what, sure. what happened when you took that leap where you told yourself, well, information from school isn't serving me, so I'm going to go elsewhere. What was happening in your mind? Oh, man, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of doubts and I've had to go through and really figure out what purpose school has filled for me. And um, I have about a year and a half left, um, but I currently okay. take all of my classes online. Um, which I'm so grateful for. It's really been able to help me uh, be flexible with my schedule and be, the, be flexible for the schedules of my clients. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, but making that decision to go find information elsewhere beside from, aside from school and be able to invest lots of money into those programs, into those things that will really help me scale was a big decision for me. And the thing that really... Uh, really pivoted me on that was when uh, my brother Steven asked me if I was going to be doing one of these programs. And he said, yes. um, Marie, just remember those who pay, pay attention because this, these uh, coaching programs are, you know, $22,000. And as a poor college kid, that was a, that was a lot of money, you know, and I, okay. and I couldn't fathom the idea of spending $22,000 on something that was just over the top. Right. Okay. Um, and um, I realized though that it was a challenge that I was willing to take and because of it, I you know, would work like crazy. I would go through and really push um, making uh, connections and networking um, and really making sure that this would be a possibility for me. Um, yeah. But it did take a lot for me to have that mindset shift and be okay with realizing that school isn't always the answer. However, I am going to finish school and I will, I will finish. I, I have this year and a half left, so I'm going to do it. But, um, and I know that I always kick myself for, for not finishing, but um, it is something that I, I've had to struggle with for the last two years now at this point. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we, where do you see the podcast industry going in the future? We, with the rising voice and AI, Alexa, mm -hmm. where do you see the podcast industry going? Oh, it's so fun. Um, there, the audio industry is, um, it's exploding. And the reason yeah. for that being is that video, a lot of times, um, people have to stop and focus on a video a lot of yes. times. They can't multitask. The great yeah. thing with the audio industry is that someone can um, put their headphones in, put it on double time speed and go for a run, right? Yeah. yeah. Something while they're running or doing the dishes or driving in their car or wherever they are. And um, I think it was Grant Cardone who actually said um, that, um, audio is the future of marketing. And I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, I think true. That is, um, that's really something that these days that people, when they want to find information, they listen to an audio book or they find someone on YouTube or whatever it is, but people listen to a lot of concepts and strategies or whatever they can, um, from other experts who have been able to beat the odds and no one asks, well, let me see your degree. You know, let me see the, you know, more than anything, people want to see, oh, you, you can make a million dollars. Oh, that's really cool. How do you do that? Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so that's been something that I've had to learn as well, that um, the credentials these days are more than anything, uh, what number you're able to attain rather yeah. than the piece of paper that you're able to put in front of someone. Cool. All right. So one final question um, for people who want to start their podcast, what advice would you give them? <laughs> um 
I would say number one, uh, follow the rule of 30 by okay. not giving up uh, within the first 30 episodes. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is uh, get really good at storytelling. And I know that sounds really funny, but um, I'll give you an example. My And I think I've told Antoine this before, but um, my if you go to, to um, a store in the United States, you can get an American flag for about 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, but then if you go to, um, but my family has a flag that flew on top of the White House. And because of that flag on, the, on top of the White House, that flag is now worth hundreds of dollars. Now, if you want to take it a step further, there's a flag that flies on top of the moon. That okay. flag right there is worth millions and millions of dollars. But the thing is, is that it is the same product, $50 product every single time. Um, the only thing that changed was the story, right? Okay. And so my favorite thing that Russell Brunson says is that he says, uh, stories sell and facts tell, right? And so if you can get really good at storytelling and making sure that your stories are captivating and provide extra value within your industry, then you will be able to take it to the next level, right? You will be yes. able to really push it out and see um, your percentages, your margins really push uh, to the next level as well. And so um, getting really good at, at storytelling and incorporating that with a topic that is a common false belief or something that um, is really impeding on someone um, is going to really help you push to the next level and be able to provide that value where people are going to be willing to take out their credit cards and pay you for it. Okay, cool. Awesome. So also just a final one, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. So the two best places people can probably find me on social medias is number one, um, going to my Facebook group. It's called uh, profitable podcasting strategies for entrepreneurs which is yeah. awesome. Um, and then you can find me via Instagram and it's just Marie.Larson, um, L-A-R-S-E-N on, um, on Instagram as well. So those are probably the best two places that you can find me. Um, and um, if people have questions, concerns or anything like that, um, jump into that group. Um, it's pretty active. People jump in and ask each other questions all the time and um, strategies that they can go through in order to really create a marketing strategy um, for their lead generation rather than just like they're speaking into a microphone, right? And finding ways to really push out and monetize uh, to the next level on that. So yeah, that's what oh, I cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate having, uh, having the opportunity to be on here. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.